it's jacket and hoodie weather outside, but we're like the warm indoors. Grab your coffee and sit a spell with us. Covering the valley with over 10,000 watts of power, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital. It's a good day singing the song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything go wrong? A good day from morning till night. Well, good morning, Grand Valley. It is a good day, uh, well, for making snowmen or something. I'm not sure. Maybe not snowmen, but... Uh, uh, it's going to be, it is a cold, cold morning this morning. Absolutely, Mr. Big Voice Announcer Man is right. In fact, I'm not sure it's not more than hoodie weather. I brought my hoodie, though, today. My wife didn't yell at me when I put on Route 66 today. Last time she said, you don't need that. Now I've got my Route 66 uh, hoodie and sweatshirt on. So, Well, look at me. I have something on different today. First time of the season, Howard. You, well, you got your bibs on. Well, I've been wearing them yeah. all summer. Yeah. Can you see in here, Howard? You got your uh, got your hat on. I have a toboggan you got your on. Toboggan Howard. on. I'm keeping my head and my ears uh, covered up because uh, it was in the twenties when I uh, left Elm Grove this morning. It is thirty-one degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. Thirty at the Highlands. Thirty in Elm Grove, and twenty-eight right now, right here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the downtown Wheeling. It's going to be widespread frost until around ten o'clock this morning, and then partly sunny, a high of forty-three. Uh, that's not the world's warmest day today, high 43, but at least it's going to be partly sunny. But we need to talk about what's going to be tonight because tonight is Halloween. The little ones will be out uh, trick-or-treating, and uh, we could see, we could see, we could see snow. <laughs> snow! That's better than rain, Howard. <laughs> if you got a ragtop. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Got to be careful with that rag talk. Uh, we could see scattered snow showers tonight. Probably flurries more than showers. But, <laughs> uh, so the little ones, when they go out, it's going to be an overnight low of 28, daytime high, daytime high of 43, overnight low of 28. So probably right around freezing again when the kids are out. Yeah, cold. And you would think that uh, some creative effort went into some costumes that, you know, maybe thin material, not a lot there. Might not be able to do that tonight. Well, you know, I've always, over the years when there's been a really cold night, I feel bad for kids who have a really neat, elaborate costume. Really cool, but it's too cold. And and they want to show it off, and you can't, you know. <laughs> you just you know, kind of uh, have to be all bundled up. But take, make sure the kids are properly, uh, uh, and yourself, of course, if you're going out and about with the kids. Uh, uh, you, you sure you're not? Well, you said you might come up my house and play Bray Carey, but you know. You think does Bray wear a trench coat or what? How does Brent, mm. uh, Bray out? Uh, how does he dress for the season? What would, he dra- what would he wear in a cold and snowy night? I can see him in a Maybe big a scarf. I think a scarf, big a big overcoat, look, look, like things executive overcoat. Yeah, looking sophisticated. Yeah, yeah, I got one line, Howard. Yeah, what? You, what I, I well, I'm going to be Jim Justice, and I'm going to say to all the children, I'm going to say, children, I'm here to give you candy because I believe in goodness for all of you. Who are you, sir? You know who the hell I am. I'm Bray Carey. You got my money? <laughs> Could you settle for some candy, Bray? I got a Clark bar here for you. I give you. I give you. It's a, half eaten. <laughs> baby dogs already gnawed <laughs> on that. You got my money. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, scattered snow showers tonight. Mostly cloudy. A low of 28 is going to be. You know, bundle up and make sure your kids are uh, are bundled up as well. I had. Um, Someone sort of chastised me on a, a Facebook Messenger last night, uh, and, and I, it was a well-meaning. I mean this sincerely. It was a well-meaning guy. 
This guy's not always well-meaning, but to me, sometimes he's snotty to me. But it was a way. He said, you better, speaking to me, you better not dare demand a nonverbal autistic kid say trick-or-treat at your doorstop. And that goes to the fact that I've always said, I love to give out candy to anybody and everybody who comes. I don't care if you're seven months, seven years, 17, or 70. If you come to my house having trick-or-treat time, I love to see kids there. I have two requirements. That it always is that you have to have some sort of costume. You have to do something that shows that you know it's Halloween. And I always insist you say trick-or-treat. But, Michael, I'm not an idiot, all right? And I do understand that we do have um, autistic kids out there. In fact, uh, the good news is that they generally alert you to their autism with the blue pumpkins. If they're carrying the blue pumpkins, it means they're autistic uh, or on the autism scale. So um, when I say I want people to say trick-or-treat, and I demand that, I demand it, and I do, I demand it of people that I think are just being troublemakers. Every once in a while, a kid will show up. You know, he looks like he's about 22, and he looks like all he wants is candy, not having fun. So I say trick-or-treat to them. But, Michael, don't you worry. If somebody – I don't – I don't even the little kid – forget the autistic. I don't make every little kid say trick-or-treat. As long as I know they're having fun, they know the purpose of it, it's fine. Uh, and it is a thing to remember if you do see a kid with a blue pumpkin, you know, uh, as part of their attire or they're using a blue pumpkin, that means they're on the autism spectrum. So, Mike, I appreciate your, uh, your, um, your alerting me. Uh, you're, you were chastising me, but I, but I, I appreciate that nonetheless. Uh, Bob, a quick check on this. We had talked a couple weeks ago, Mary Lou Retton. America's sweetheart at one time, uh, the gymnast from West Virginia, Fairmont, West Virginia, had uh, been in the hospital with what they said was a rare case of pneumonia. Uh, and the, the, the claim by her sisters was that the, they were broke. Mary Lou Retton was broke and was going to have to help, help paying her bills. Huge amount of money was raised. I want to say $400,000. I could be wrong about that, but it was in the six-figure range, I can tell you that. With a, uh, I'd like to have it. Yeah, with a... Uh, with a um, GoFundMe campaign or so on. Uh, yesterday, in an Instagram post, Mary Lou Retton says she is uh, apparently out of ICU. She is beyond blessed and overwhelmed with all the love and support as I fight. She went home last week. She stayed in the ICU uh, for a number of weeks. She still is not really talking about it. She says that at some point, when the to- quote, when the time is right, she'll share more about her health so she can help others who may face the same battle as me. So I don't know exactly what it was. That all we, the only phrase has been a rare form of pneumonia. But she of that beautiful big smile, uh, Olympic gymnast Mary Lou Retton, West Virginia sweetheart, America's sweetheart. God, when was that? What year was 1984, that? 1984, I believe. 84, yes. 84. So, but she is out of the hospital. She is doing well. She is now, before this, she, the comments we heard came from her sister's. Now she offers comments for herself, signing off with, I love you all. Well, that's terrific, Howard. That's terrific news. And on that note, I have an update, and I think we can tell the story more in detail now. And I'm talking about our friend, our colleague, our pain in the ass, uh, Donnie Gilbert. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know where you were going to. You said pain in the ass. Well, he's a lot better. So, yeah, he's a pain pain in the ass. Now, uh, we, I have noticed, we all have noticed he hasn't been here. A he has times. not. And, and, and Bear and I and Lola and Mr. Wright and uh, Mark Delbrew, we all we all uh, chipped in and we, we uh, filled in for Don this Thursday. 
And I'm going to tell the story now. So everybody listen, and this is what happened, and this is what's going on. Because we have been getting a lot of people asking what's happening. Yes. Bob and I have both said, look, it's not our business to tell you Donnie's business. Yes. Unless he says to do that or he tells you it himself. Yes. And and, and here it goes. A couple weeks ago, Don was helping uh, his uh, oldest brother, Tom, uh, move some furniture. And it was a pretty good workout. We moved furniture, and he went home, and he told me yesterday that he just just wasn't feeling right. And he took a shower, and he got cleaned up, and he went to write something down, Howard, and he couldn't write. Oh, man. So he's feeling terrible, and he couldn't write, and he called his doctor, and they get him to the hospital. And the next thing you know, our friend Don is in ICU. Jeez. And uh, it was a blood pressure uh, issue, and Donnie had a stroke. Oh, my. Uh, and uh, it was uh, scary. It, it was I'm very, sure it was. very scary. That thought of not being able to write, to me, that's, that's, that is almost a hor- one of the most horrible things I can imagine. And that drives him crazy because, he, you know, he's a, he's a neat freak on his penmanship and all that thing, but he makes his living with his voice. But, he's, yeah, he's worried about his penmanship. But, okay, <laughs> yeah, but, yes. But I have to assume that affects his voice, too. Very scary. And, yes, he had an issue with his speech, and he had an issue with his right arm. And I talked to people that went and talked to Donnie, sat and, and spent a little time with Donnie when he first went to the rehab place. And uh, it, it, it wasn't good. It, you know, it wasn't good. Donnie could still not come to work. Something happened this week. Uh, the therapist down there, and it, uh, you know, it's it's really, where really, is he, uh, it's mounds something. And I think it's now to the point, Howard, where they come to Donnie's house. Okay, but all right, this was local, like not Morgantown. No, 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 it was local. Here. Okay, all right. But now they come to his home. And I was so thankful and impressed. Uh, it sounds like the old Don. In fact, I think when he comes out of there, he may be like, what, John Houseman or, or James Earl Jones? Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's going to be a total improvement. This because, is yes, CNN. That'll be Donnie because they're really working hard, Good. and he is really close. He told me that uh, the uh, the movement using his arm is about 90%. Great. And they assure him that if he continues to do what they say, that it will be back to 100%. So now everybody knows what happened to Don and how he is on the mend, and he's really, really close to returning. And, Howard, you have some news that's going to take place, I believe, tomorrow. Oh, geez, yes, I do. Tomorrow. That's your cue, Howard. Thank you. That is my cue, and I didn't pull all this up. Let me get it real quick, the information. Uh, there is um, – and, and, you know, Bob, here's the irony of Donnie Gilbert um, having a stroke and needing help because Donnie just came through, as we all know, a, uh, a major effort of trying to help his brother, Frank, who had his own problems. And, and, and I'm so glad you said that, Howard, because Donnie throughout his life has done that. I mean, Donnie jumps in with just not even both feet. He jumps into everything. And Donnie Gilbert was pretty humble last night. He does not like it when it's on the other end. He's, he's not comfortable with that, Howard. And, uh, you know, he, he acknowledged that, yes, uh, folks are helping him. And Don, can, Don needs help right now. You know, uh, he's, he's, he's going to be back 100%, but it's going to take at least a couple more weeks to get there. Donnie is, I believe, to a large extent, what we call a gig worker. And that means that he doesn't work for a company. He works for himself, and he goes out and he does his dances, and he does the weddings, and he does the radio show. Little bits and pieces of income coming in here and there. But that very often means you don't have particularly – I don't want to speak for Donnie, but 
you don't have good insurance, you're not necessarily covered the way someone who's working for, I don't know, AT&T would. So there is a dying to donut, not donut, got donuts on my head. There's a dying to donate um, tomorrow from 4 to 10 p.m. at Quaker Steak and Lube up on the hill, up at the Highlands. Um, a percentage of the uh, proceeds will go to uh, Donnie Gilbert Fund. There will be a 50-50 Chinese auction, a bake sale. 20% of all the food sales from 4 to 10 tomorrow, Quaker Steak and Lube, 20% of everything that's spent will be donated to Donnie for his, um, hopefully, his uh, medical bills. and Quick recovery. His quick recovery. So tomorrow night, if you don't have any plans for dinner uh, or a late lunch, 4 to 10, or a late lunch and dinner, as Go up and eat some more. Or a late lunch and take some wings home or whatever. Uh, Tomorrow, 4 to 10 p.m., Quaker Steak and Lube. It is dine to donut for donut. Dine to donate for Donnie. I should have got some donuts before I came in this morning. Yes, indeed. Dine to donate for Donnie. So that is tomorrow night, uh, 4 o'clock. There also, Bob, is a way people can make a direct contribution. Um. You can send monetary contributions to the Bear Heritage Federal Credit Union, attention Donnie Gilbert Sr. account, and make them payable to Donnie Gilbert Sr. Uh, on Lafayette Avenue in Moundsville. So if you want to make a direct contribution, do it to the Bear Fe- Heritage Federal Credit Union down in Moundsville, payable to the Donnie Gilbert Sr. account. They set up an account for him. And the Gilbert brothers have had a a rough couple months, as for sure. And an update on Frank. Frank is still in Morgantown. Uh, Frank has movement in his legs. He has movement in his arms. But Frank can still not walk. Uh, Frank broke his neck. And uh, it's going to be a long recovery for them. The uh, prognosis, the outlook looks good. But it's going to be a long haul. So uh, help out, uh, Donnie. Again, it's just – it's – at the minimum, it's ironic. Uh, at worst, it's, it's just tragic that, that the brothers both have gone through this in a period of, what, six weeks from one to the other? Real close. And, you know, um, so, and we, we talked a lot about the thing. They had the huge uh, fundraiser for Donnie down at, what, St. Jude's Park, I think it was, and raised a ton of money for that. So, anyways, if you want to donate to Donnie Gilbert, our compadre here, Yes, yes, the one we often make fun of. Let's, let's, let's and we be, will again. And we will again. I mean, let's, let's be brutally honest about it. But Donnie's know. our friend, and uh, it, it, it hits you, you know, when, when a yeah. friend of yours. And, and that was serious stuff there for a couple of days, and it's still serious. A, stroke is, a yes. stroke is serious for a couple of reasons. And one of them is that recovery can be very, very, very slow. It sounds like he's recovering quicker. Well, the one thing that Donnie has going for him, you know, he's strong as an ox and he's bullheaded as that same ox. You know, he's too dumb to know he should not be getting well so fast, you know. And he gets determined and uh, he'll he'll be fine. And uh, again, in one week, he sounded like his old self last night. That's good. Because my great fear was that he would not be able to. I mean, listen, those of us in this business have a greater fear of, of certain things than most of the rest of you do. All right. And it has to do with our ability to speak. You know, laryngitis is a debilitating disease for us, you and me. Me, 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 me. That's why I take good <laughs> care of my voice, Howard. If I could, if I can't speak, you know, I wake up, and I've done that once or twice. I've woke up in the morning and I said, hello, Nancy. And I go, oh, this is bad. I can't go to work. Because if that, that's, I could be fit as a fiddle. If the voice doesn't work, that's my tool of the trade. And Donnie's the same way. So uh, my fear for Donnie had been, that this would be uh, something that would be 
impacting him for a long time. I'm glad you talked to him, so I'm glad to hear that he's doing it. Better. And again, an incredible turnaround in just the one week. So prayers and best wishes do work, Howard. And money. That helps also. Money helps. Money to the Bear Heritage Federal Credit Union Attention Donnie Gilbert Senior account, or uh, just go and have a nice meal up at Quaker Steak and Lube. Heck, they're good people. Enjoy the food. Off of the nice of them to do that for Don. And uh, 20% of all the proceeds tomorrow from 4 to 10 p.m. Uh, will go to Donnie. And they have uh, said some Chinese auctions and a couple of other things that have been going on at the exact same time. So, all right. Um, it could have been a downer comment, but I think that was a that was, no, positive. Was a all good. good, 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 Howard. Uh, other than that, what do we got coming up today? Happy Halloween, of course, starting with a frosty morning, a uh, flurrying night. Adam Fike's full forecast coming up, giving us a better sense of timing of all of this stuff. Several states have implemented book bans for schools, libraries. Leanne Ray wrote a commentary uh, on the subject of banned books and the Scholastic Book Fair for WV Watch, West Virginia Watch. She's with us to talk about that. As Israel tightens its war on Hamas, Gaza is caught in the crossfire, just part of what national correspondent Tom Scateri will update us on in his weekly report from the Pentagon. And you know, the city of Wheeling still uh, wrestling with homeless issues. We're going to take a look again at Mon County, where they're still working on a couple of different proposals of their own that I still think the city here in Wheeling should pay attention to. We'll take a look what's happening still in Mon County. And National Republicans are trying to paint Joe Manchin into Biden's corner. He's Biden's boy as they try to turn Manchin's seat red. All of this coming up this morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. Now, anywhere along the way, you have something on your mind, 304-214-1600 is the text line, 304-214-1600. Feel free to text in. Be happy to hear from you. Or call us, 304-232-8255. It is the Frio Stack Auction Service hotline and text line. 726 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, pioneering medical care, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care, right place, right time. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. With the weather changing, now's a great time to head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. 
Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense. Or the spacious RAV4, turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now, explore Toyota like never before, with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 31st. Toyota, let's go places. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters, do you know who you could call? I can give you a phone number. Okay. Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams and his lovely wife are going as Ghostbusters. That's their that's their Halloween costume. They've been here's a little scary thing. They seem to have been wearing it all week long. I'm not totally sure, but I think Stephen may have worn it to the state capitol this week. But he had his Ghostbusters costume on all week long. He we gotta get in the character house. Listen, he he and his wife are they they have they are the most fun people. I've never met his wife. But they are the most fun people, and they just—they're out. They're always doing something. They're always out camping. They're always out going to concerts, going to events, and uh, they are—they love the characters. They're—they're—they're they're, they're cartoon, uh, comic book fans, and so on. So, uh, Ghostbusters this year. If you see it, who are you gonna call? Call Stephen Adams because he is—he is the Ghostbusters this year. Um, Halloween candy sales, they say, are down this year. Um, New data suggests the spooky season has not been quite as sweet for some candy makers. Uh, Halloween candy sales fell almost 4% in the 12 weeks ending last week compared to the same period the year before. I don't know if that really means we're not going to be giving out as much candy or if people are like me, didn't buy the candy until later this year. That could be. So, you know, people are maybe, maybe waiting a little bit. Um, Halloween candy sales uh, dropped 4% this week. The National Retail Foundation released a report predicting sales would go up 16%, which means if they're down 4 and they predicted up 16, they were 20% off the mark there. But um, And it's just one of those things, Howard, that we talk about uh, just about every day. Uh, it's, it's totally changed. Uh, there was no trunk and treat when you and I were kids. We would run around the neighborhood to get as many houses as we possibly could right, right. in the uh, allowed time. But it, it's certainly uh, not like that anymore. A separate story that I saw in this candy business, um, the price, I, I don't pay that much attention, but the price of candy, even of what we, I guess we would call penny candy, the little stuff that you give out, mm -hmm. the price has gone up, up significantly. Up, up. The I mean, price of everything has gone up significantly. Now, uh, Bridget Lambert, who is from the West Virginia Retailers Association, says uh, costumes and decoration sales in West Virginia are up. People are buying more costumes, buying more decorations, putting more stuff outside. So um, they're just they're decorating more, but they're not, uh, they're not uh, buying candy, I guess, as much. Um, I believe we bought candy. I asked my wife if we bought candy, and she said, yes, we've got candy. So hopefully, because I'll be out there. I'll be embarrassed if I got an empty pumpkin bowl to give out when the kids come up and they say, you know, trick or treat. And I go, 
I got an air bar for you. Are you sure you're going to be able to sit out through the whole hour? Hour's going to be kind of chilly out yeah, there. Yeah, that's got me a little bit concerned. Your blankie? Yeah, I'll wrap a blankie around me. I'll do something. It's been a long time since I've worn a mask, too. I used to wear a mask. Uh, I don't. I guess I scare the kids without a mask anymore, so I have to see. And in New Jersey, and I understand this. I mean, I guess I do. Superintendent of a New Jersey school district has canceled all Halloween celebrations. He says he's concerned about the potential for the celebration to offend people from certain cultural and religious backgrounds. Now, I have been reading the last few days some really hardcore, I would call them fundamentalist right-wing Christian pastors who are talking about you know Halloween is the devil's night and you cannot allow your children to be out where they all call it, the occult forces are roaming around and so on. I say let your kids go out because what in addition to what is roaming around the occult forces, I don't know what those are, joy is around. Joy, Halloween brings joy to kids. Joy and friendship and 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 and, and fun. And uh, I, I don't I don't understand the, those folks who say Let's have no Halloween. But in this New Jersey school district, and I'm sure it's not the only one, he has canceled Halloween uh, in the school system because he's concerned about the potential for the celebration to be offensive to people from some cultural and religious backgrounds. I am sensitive to other people's cultural background. I really am. And I, I appreciate if you have a religious point of view that's different. But, you know, it's one of the most fun times of year. At least I always thought so. One of the most fun times of year for kids. Let them go out and have fun. Okay. What are you going to do with the smart aleck that comes up to you and he's uh, dressed as Chandler Bing but dead? How are, how are you going to accept that, Howard Monroe? I'm going to kind of say that's pretty clever. <laughs> <laughs> Great that idea, is, kid. That is pretty clever. Man, to get the camera. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty pretty clever. Pretty clever. Um, the superintendent of the school district said that the teachers overwhelmingly agreed Halloween should be canceled. Although I do love the governor uh, of the state, governor of uh, New Jersey, Phil Murphy, when told about this, you know what his response was? Give me a break. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the way I feel about it. Give me a break. Hey, I'm as liberal as they come. I'm a firm believer in, in being sensitive to all cultures and religions and, and recognizing that what the things that we do and we say can be offensive to some people. But I also think, you know, Halloween, for, for heaven's sakes, Oh, I guess I should say for devil's sakes, for devil's sakes. Just another thing they've taken away from the kids, Howard. That was the one night, and that's what made it so fun because exactly. they just turned you loose. That's what the whole point of it was. And I never met a real witch in my life on Halloween. Wow. I have met real witches in my life in other arenas. I've never met a real witch on Halloween. No. I never met an actual demon or a ghoul. No, the, the the people you had to be a little concerned was with the, the folks that wanted to give you the popcorn ball or the candy apple because yeah. you thought maybe there was a razor blade in yeah. there. And well, plus popcorn balls. So what you, yeah, you threw those on the roof of the house lady, that they give them to you. Can you afford a Mars bar or something, a popcorn ball? Listen, if you're giving out a popcorn ball, I'm not making fun of you. A lot of people do, and they put a lot of effort into it, and a lot of people enjoy them. I tell you the ones who really deserve to be... People give out candy corn. Candy corn? You call that candy? I think that's just, I don't know what. Anyway, have fun tonight, kids, and don't let don't let cranky adults somehow tell you that it's not right, it's not fun. You know, I, I actually read one pastor, because I was doing, this, this story got me 
looking in some research. One pastor who, a bunch of them are, you must not go out in demon night and see the demons, it's terrible. That's ludicrous. One guy said, you should not go out on Halloween and cavort with witches and demons. But you should go out on Halloween and have fun with your friends. Uh, not that That's, you know, yeah. Yeah, and there should have been somebody telling us, don't go to the AMP and buy 10 dozen eggs. Don't do that. <laughs> Do kids still do the tricking? I, I don't think so, Howard. But if you hassle the wrong kid about saying trick or treat, you're going to find out tonight. Not saying that I ever did, but in my era, um, there was a lot of trick. When we when the trick or treat phrase was used, it really meant oh yeah, toilet trick paper or treat. Yeah, a lot you of know. Especially, like I said, the, the people that handed you that candy or that. Uh, the, the candy apple the candy or the, corn. Yeah, or, that's yeah. going on your roof. That's going somewhere <laughs> back in your yard. Did you ever have a, a little old lady who would hand out quarters? We had that. Sometime. And my, my dear neighbor, I told this before, Edna Edge, always gave me baseball cards. She knew oh, what a yeah, baseball fan, and she would save those for me. And I'd go over there trick-or-treat, and she'd give me a few packs of baseball cards. Yeah, uh, that was – and the other one was your old uh, radio buddy, Ron Plache, who lived right across the street. Ron would give out 45s on, right. on the Those are the free demos. The free demos, yeah, it said not for sale yeah, exactly. on them. Yeah. Yes, hey, we all had those. Believe me, I still have a house full of records. That Good morning, are, Ron, if you're listening. <laughs> I still have a house full of records that say not for sale. Um, and I suppose in light of the woman we had on yesterday talking about income inequality and wealth inequality, and we should all be treated the same Nancy and I prepare a certain bag of special goodies for the kids we like in the neighborhood. You know, when the kids we like, I say, wait a minute, I have your bag over here, and they get the special bag. I suppose that's income inequality. You know, we're not treating them all the same. Anyway, happy Halloween. Enjoy it. Go out and do something. Teddy has his uh, Halloween party today at school. I think there's a parade, but it, uh, I know that uh, parents are invited to come and watch the costumes and so on. So. Uh, we will uh, go see how he's uh, how he's doing and all his kids and his friends are doing. It's 738, 22 to the hour. Bob Slider and I are here. Uh, you're welcome to text us if you'd like to at 304-214-1600 or call us at 304-232-8255. The Frio Stack auction service lines are open and available. Right now, Taylor Long is hard at work in the Ohio Valley News Center of WTRF-TV. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Tater Long with your 7 News headlines on this October the 31st. Happy Halloween. Some traffic alerts this morning. A portion of Piney Ridge Road in Ohio County near the intersection with Raven Lane will be closed beginning at 730 this morning through tomorrow. Crews will be working on panel replacement and paving. They advise commuters to follow the detour signs. And out of Belmont County, a high-speed chase with Bridgeport Police in July. A man got 30 months in prison yesterday in Belmont County Court. The jail time that Darren Scott Boros has already done was 56 days, and it will be counted. His driver's license will be taken away for three years. The Belmont County prosecutor, Kevin Flanagan, said he was charged with fleeing from police. Flanagan added that he was also previously charged with a fleeing offense and was recently released from incarceration for a similar offense. And over to Jefferson County, the Short Creek Joint Fire District has an additional levy on the ballot this year. The 2.75 mil levy will make it possible to fully staff both stations 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Currently, they are only able to fully staff one station. 
SCJFD is home to multiple firefighters, paramedics and EMTs who do their best to serve their community. And if the levy passes, officials say they will be able to do even more and help get a new ambulance that they desperately need. Election day is next Tuesday, November 7th. Polls open at 6.30 a.m. and they close at 7 p.m. And today is All Hallows Eve and people are busy buying things yesterday before the time ran out. Some buyers went to other counties in the Mountain State for some costumes they needed last minute for the big day. But as many shoppers say, there were not many choices left in the stores. And for a full list of trick-or-treat times in your neighborhood, you can always head on over to WTRF.com. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. every day. How about a change of pace in your normal routine? Let Jill's Gentleman's Club take you away from the reality of the real world for a few hours. Stop by after work or on the weekend and let the gorgeous dancers at Jill's strip away your troubles and worries. There's no better way to relax than sipping on a cold beverage while enjoying the stage show of one of the many house dancers at Jill's. And Jill's is the perfect place for that bachelor or divorce party. For a great read, check out Jill's blogs on jillsatclassact.com. Like us on Facebook, too. Located off I-70, exit 11, Dallas Pike. Live and local. Every weekday. With 10,000 10, watts, watts of total power. On WKKX and WVLY. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brown, will you come join me in the pumpkin patch while I wait for the great pumpkin? The great pumpkin will come. He comes every year. There's no great pumpkin, Linus. I'm just going to stay out here and wait. It's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. That's uh, one of the classic TV shows. Have to, I'm going to look it up. When, it probably was first debuted in the late 60s, I, I would guess. I have it right here. You want to take a oh, guess? Um, 60s. Four. 66. 66. All right. Uh, the the uh, Peanuts cartoons were just classic. And you could recognize the Peanuts cartoon within two seconds because of the, the music. Just that, that, kind of, that kind of music. So it's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Adam Fike, the Big Seven, WTRF TV. I don't know if he's a great pumpkin or not, but he's a great guy. And um, are you all ready for Halloween, uh, Mr. Fike? I got a rock. <laughs> what, what are you doing for Halloween? Uh, I'm going to be sleeping. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's um, 
That'll be kind of it. Uh, Daddy, what is that guy doing up there handing out? Well, I believe he's sleeping. Uh, I think he's a, I think he's sleeping. It's a sleeping weatherman. Is it? His costume was the sleeping weatherman costume. All right. So you're not we going around. We did our trunk or treating earlier last week, so luckily got, not luckily, but got that out of the way. Okay. So you, you're not going door to door, you know? Hi, I'm at a fight. Give me some food. I might get arrested if I do that. So yeah. I'm going to try to avoid that. That's <laughs> that, could, that could be. The kids are going to have a cold night for Halloween, though, right? Oh, I mean, today really there's more tricks than actual treats when it comes to weather. <laughs> I mean, we're starting off with fog. It's going to be cold. We could see. I've been saying flurries, but now it's actually a good chance we could see a stray snow shower. After oh, you're kidding me. I, I, after a treat. Wow. That's so going to be we, overnight we, tonight before sunrise tomorrow. We could actually see it, it may not just be a flurry or two. It may actually be at least a light dusting. Is that what you're saying? An actual snow shower? Snow shower accumulation, not very likely. If we see anything, it's just going to be for any open grassy areas. It might be just a couple flakes here and there on the ground. Now, that could cause a slick spot early tomorrow morning, but really it's not going to be huge impact. It's more just going to be, hey, there's snow falling, and it's now November. Well, let's talk about – I want to talk about trick-or-treat time in a minute, but let's talk about the timing of, of flurries or showers, snow flurries, snow showers. When is it likely that we would see that? Is that a, an evening time or an overnight time or an early morning time tomorrow that we might see snow flurries or snow showers? All of the above, Howard. So okay. it starts late this afternoon. Is a couple flurries not super likely. That's going to be that. I would call 5 to 8 p.m. time. You might notice the flaker here, two or there, but really not a whole lot. It's going to be 8 to midnight when we could see a few snow showers trying to move on through. Then another round that moves through, I would say, 4 to 8 a.m. Okay, so there will be at least a little light flurry activity or shower activity, whatever during trick-or-treat time, but probably not. When you said people got to be careful about, you know, slippery spots, I'm thinking about the kids and trick-or-treating. Probably won't be that kind of a problem for them. The problem for slick spots will be a little bit later on. But still, when they're trick-or-treating, they're, you know, between probably 5 and 8, could see some snow, could see a little bit of, you know, so they, people should be careful, I guess is what I'm saying. They're going to see more candy than they're going to see snow in the trick-or-treating. Okay. That's the best way to describe it. <laughs> All right, there you go. But I'm concerned because <coughs> I'm concerned about safety. Um, a lot of wet leaves are still on the ground from having mm -hmm. fallen off, at least I speak for our house, for having fallen off the tree. Uh, and in the rain the last couple of days, they're just wet and soggy leaves uh, that are going to be in people's ways and then could have a little bit of snow. So. Uh, it's, and it's going to be cold. Now let's talk about the temperature. It's definitely going to be the kids are going to have to probably put a jacket on. They can't just wander around in costume, right? It depends on how thick your costume is because a lot of it starts, we're going to be in the low 40s. And by the time it ends, we're going to be in the upper 30s. So roughly that 42 to 38 degrees. So like if you're a ghost, you might need to wear like a light sweatshirt or Under Armour under it. That's just an example. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it is going to be cold, though. It'll be in, what, in the in the 30s for trick-or-treat time? or It's going to start in the 40s and drop to the 30s. So like 42 when it starts in 30 is by the time it ends. All right. So please, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, make sure the kids have a proper attire. And they will, because I know I always did. They will fight you. I don't need <laughs> a coat, Mom. I want to show my costume off. Well, that's what kids do. You got to make sure they stay uh, bundled up. So be careful. Be careful about that. Now I'm cons I'm curious about. So we have and now. Let's this morning we um, have 
very cold temperatures. It's uh, basically roaming around 30 right now everywhere. And that means a little bit of frost on the pumpkin. And then tomorrow there's actually a freeze warning. Is that the way it works? The freeze warning is for today. Oh, for today. They never, you don't get freeze warnings issued back-to-back, even though tomorrow, once again, will dip below freezing. It, since it's already frosted over this morning, that's just for this morning, roughly until 9, 10 a.m. It, it expires at 10, but temperatures are likely to get above freezing past 9 a.m. But tomorrow we're looking for um, a, a cold morning too, right? Mm-hmm. Frost not as likely since okay. it's going to be overcast. Frost needs clearer skies overnight. Frost not likely, but you might see a couple flakes. Okay. <laughs> All right, so um, frost and cold this morning. Um, a chilly day today. Cold trick-or-treat night tonight. And again, a cold morning uh, tomorrow morning with maybe a little scattered snow shower somewhere in between the night and the morning. So, all right, that's what we get to look for. Later in the week, things get a little bit better, though, right? Yep. Sunshine returns on Thursday. Still a bit chilly in the 40s. But Friday, still mostly sunny. We're right back to where we should be. I mean, it's still going to feel a bit cool in the mid-50s come the weekend. That's when we're going to notice clouds starting to build up a bit. We'll be in the upper 50s. Few spots in the lower 60s. I did, though, go ahead and drop our rain chances for Saturday, and anything we do see would just be a stray shower on Sunday, as that system has indeed looked like it's starting to slow on down, which means we're not going to see rain until end of the weekend and early next week, which is good. All right. 31 right now, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 30 at the Highlands, 30 in Elm Grove, and we have 28 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. So uh, bundle up this morning as well if you're out and about and be aware. And there was fog when I came in. I don't know if it's still out there or not, but there was a good bit of fog as I came in this morning an hour and a half ago or so. So watch out for that as well. Adam, I appreciate your time. Have a good Halloween, whatever you do, whether you trick-or-treat, don't <laughs> trick-or-treat, get some candy, don't get some candy. Um, enjoy yourself today. Remember, Halloween is for children, and we're all children. I was just about to say, men are just children who have an older age and have more expensive toys. <laughs> I love that. We're children with more expensive toys. I like that. Hey, have yourself a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Appreciate it. Back to you, Thank you. Adam Fike, the Big Seven here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It is 10 until 8 o'clock right now. Mr. Slider has sports coming up in a minute or two. Uh, next hour, Tom Scateri, our national correspondent. Um, a lot of Trump stuff I want to get into, but also a lot of international news we want to talk about. Tom comes to us out of the Pentagon. We'll talk about the Israel-Hamas war. At the tail end of our show yesterday, Mr. Slider, you were talking about, you, that's your great fear right now, is the, the conflagrations across the world. Yeah, Excuse me. Yeah, it, it really is, Howard. I mean, uh, just it, it, it's a really scary time, and I hope things settle down before they get worse. And I'm afraid they're not settling down in, uh, in Gaza. Uh, we'll talk about that with Tom Scateri coming up in the next hour. And at 9 o'clock, we'll talk about book bans, which are happening across. I know, you say, nobody's book banning them, Howard. They just, they just want you to be careful that you don't say anything about slavery. You know, okay, it's a book ban. Uh, we'll talk about that with Leanne Ray, who wrote a commentary about that at West Virginia Watch, the uh, online newspaper recently. That's coming up at 9 o'clock. And your calls and your texts as well. 9 before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. On the last talk line on Metro News, Ken Kendrick, he's a WVU graduate, West Virginia native. He's the managing general partner of the Arizona Diamondbacks in the World Series, of course. And he says they just built it the right way. We've had a strong system of minor leaguers, and this year... Uh, all of a sudden, uh, those guys have become uh, top top of the line players, and 
we hoped that would happen, and I guess we're now seeing a good outcome. Talk line weekdays at 10.06 on this Metro News radio station. Are you concerned about losing your home or automobile if you file for bankruptcy protection? Find out if you would lose any property by calling Tom McIntyre at 304-232-8600 or have a free chat conference with his office online at McIntyreLaw.com. Tom has helped thousands of people in our area. He can answer these questions for you. Call 304-232-8600 or check him out online and have a free chat conference. Tune in Mondays at noon for all your local high school sports news from the number one sports editor in the Ohio Valley, The Seth Stasky Show, sponsored by Gumby's, only on The Watchdog. Looking to buy or sell a home? For a reliable, experienced agent that has been serving the tri-state area for over 30 years, contact Denise Pavlik, realtor salesperson with Paul Associates in the Glendale Marshall County office at 304-281-5250. Kids back in school, leaves change color and cover the ground. And the fall and winter holidays are just over the horizon. Celebrate the season with us every day. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital. I thought that was Tubular Bells, the theme from The Exorcist. It is not. What is this? I don't even mess with that. I I, I, I don't go near that movie. I don't go near really? that soundtrack. No, no, no. <laughs> want no parts of it. This is the theme from Halloween. Oh, okay. You see, I never paid attention to the theme from Halloween. I just, well, watched Jamie Lee Curtis. That Young was... Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> yeah. Hey, old Jamie Lee Curtis works fine for me. She's still... A wonderful, wonderful actress. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was gonna say. She's a wonderful actress. So, all right. See, I don't. I, did you watch the Halloween films? One time, uh, the first one. I think so. That was yeah. enough for me. I I'm not it. a slasher. No. no. I seen like the, the very first Friday the 13th. That was enough for me. Uh, yeah, I watched a couple of the Friday the 13th. Jason was a little baby when they first came out. And I've told this story before. People, my daughter in law says, no wonder he's all warped. <laughs> my husband is warped. She says, uh, I, when Jason was a babe in arms, uh, he and I would watch together Friday the 13th. That's how I put him to sleep at night. And again, I knew it made a gazillion dollars, but if they would just stopped, it would have been a classic. You mean before Friday the 13th, 78? Yeah, like yeah. the Rocky movies, you know, it, just leave it alone. One, but two, maybe three, you know. They took the money, though, Howard. Give me the money. Five before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Tell. It's time for Slider on Sports. Last night, World Series Game 3. The Texas Rangers continue to make Major League Baseball history away from their home ballpark. Winning on the road and taking Game 3 over the Arizona Diamondbacks 3-1 to one and taking a two-games-to-one lead in the series. The Rangers are 9-0 and in this year's postseason on the road. 
Corey Seager. He blasted a two-run homer for Texas. All was not well for the Rangers. Starting pitcher Max Scherzer left the game with a bat with back tightness in the third inning. And Texas Slugger and American League Championship Series MVP Adalas Garcia. He left the game in the seventh inning with tightness in his left side. Game four tonight from Arizona. First pitch, 8.03. Last night, Monday Night Football, the Detroit Lions knock off the Las Vegas Raiders 26-14. Jamar Gibbs led the way, 189 yards and a touchdown. Detroit improves to 6-2. Las Vegas drops to 3-5. It was a hockey night in Pittsburgh last night, but the Pens lose to the Anaheim Ducks 4-3. Ducks forward Mason McTavish scored a shorthanded goal with just 11.9 seconds, your boy was was he watching the game with you, Howard? Yeah. <laughs> 11.9 seconds left in the in the third period, stunning the home crowd, putting them in shock. Eric Carlson, Evgeny Malkin, and Redeem Zahorna scored for the Penguins. Pittsburgh has lost two straight and their last five out of six. I don't know, Howard. It does not sound good. It does not sound good, and they are currently dead last in the Eastern Conference. Metropolitan Division. We'll keep an eye on that. We'll also keep an eye on the NFL trade deadline is today at 4 o'clock. So we'll see what kind of movement takes place and we'll see what the Steelers do, if anything. Prediction? Uh, I don't know. The Steelers really just not really their thing. But their secondary stinks. So I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think it will be a major thing, Howard. But I think they'll try to maybe pick up somebody more sports talk today on the Watchdog Network from noon to 3. It's the Pine Room Podcast. Coach, Jared, Matt, Jub, all the guys will be in the studio. The Pine Room Boys from 12 to 3 on the Watchdog Network. Slatter on Sports Time, 7.58. Listen, if you are in need of a new vehicle, my friend, then we have a suggestion for you. It would be this Saturday, November the 4th, at the Claytor Operations Center in the Claytor section of Wheeling. It's, a, I call it the other end of the Wheeling Hospital Road. If you go one way, you get to Wheeling Hospital. The other way, you get to the Claytor Operations Center when you get off the, um, the bridge there. And it is a, the, um, it's either annual or semi-annual, I'm not sure. City of Wheeling and Ohio County Commission Vehicle and Excess Equipment Auction. All different cars of all different kinds, Bob. People can pick uh, they have a Trucks, wide variety. Jeeps, everything. Cars. Street sweepers. Yes. Snow plows. Yes. If you're concerned about snow. Yes, yes, yes. I saw like Jimmy there. Yes, yes. <laughs> They've got all of these things. Salt spreaders. You can get those. Tractors, diesel generators. But probably for the average person, you want to take a look at some of the vehicles. If you're looking for a an inexpensive car and you're looking for one that is good, and Bob can speak to experience on that because his boy got one last year. Absolutely. Uh, nice uh, SUV. Uh, it's the one he wanted. He drove it home and has been nothing but satisfied and very happy with it ever since. We've got, for example, they've got a couple of 2014 Chevy Caprices, two 2010 Chevrolet Impalas, a 2013 Ford Police Interceptor, two 2008 Ford Crown Vicks, um, Ford F-150 from 2000, 1999 Ford Taurus, and much more. So uh, if you want to check out the details of this, go to FrioAndStack.com. FrioAndStack.com. That's the website. And uh, you can look up all the stuff they have. And you can actually bid online. Although, as I said yesterday, this is the, one of the auctions where I think you almost want to go see things. But the inspection begins at 9 on Saturday. The auction is at 10 at the uh, City Operations Center in the Claytor section of Wheeling. Uh, of course, it is our good friends Frio and Stack. 
who put this on, and they always do a great job. Sold, 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 sold. The Watchdog is FM 98.1, AM 1600, WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville.